0: Guess who's
1: back? Back again. No. We are back.
0: Okay, that's enough.
1: <laughs> hey, Matt. I told you going? something would come to you,
0: though. <laughs> how's it going, everybody? Happy to be back?
1: Happy to be back. Sorry, uh, we haven't put out episode out for a while. That would be my fault. I did start a new, um, a new career with a new company, and the past uh, seven weeks have been... Very enlightening. I've had to learn a lot of new lingo. I've had to learn a lot of new faces and processes. I'm still learning a lot. It's a huge, huge undertaking, but it's good because I get to take all the things that I've preached to you guys and I get to finally put them into practice myself. Big mistake there. (laughs) And yeah, I get to actually see real time like, okay, all the things that I tell you guys, hey, you guys should be doing this and hey, you guys should be doing that. I actually get to build the systems for that so i'm actually being able to learn how to build a brand learn how to build a culture literally from scratch so it's kind of fun i get to i get to have a a lot of um, creativity in my job and learning how to lead others in a level four level five capacity and and try to affect change across a very large company so i'm excited i'm very excited it's been fun Uh, i've had to travel quite a bit in the past you know six seven weeks um some good some bad you know i went out to texas and i was i was telling matt i got to shoot a bunch of fun guns you know we in california we don't get anything fun nothing automatic but we went out there and we shot a bunch of fun guns so that was that wasn't a great experience um but we do want to get back into you know reaching out to you guys i know a lot of you guys have yelled at us hey let's get some episodes out hey where you guys going on is everything okay and we appreciate you guys you know reaching out um, but we are going to get back onto a normal schedule, getting back into the studio and and kind of trying to help out and reach out to everybody as much as we can. And thank you to everybody
0: that has still continued to listen while we took yeah. a little break. Yeah. And uh, we're going to hop right back into it.
1: Yeah. So we're still in the mid, right? We're still mid-level section of, you know, management. You know, either we, we're we past the entry level and now you're kind of the entry level manager, right? You're mid-level where you're going to have some responsibilities and stuff like that. And we're trying to learn how to affect and build culture, right? Because at this point, you're still the one doing the work. You're doing less work, but you're still doing a large bulk of actual, you know, interactions with both the associates, uh, supervisors, and then, of course, your actual, you know, safety professionals. Um, whereas your, your top tier manager or your director is going to be providing like, Hey, this is the metrics that we need to be following. These are the types of, you know, culture that we're trying to build. So you're going to take all that and you're going to try to disseminate it amongst your team and say, Hey, well, what does this look like? So typically at this level, you're going to be over a project. You're going to be over, um, a certain aspect of the company, a certain business unit, whether it be like construction or general industry. You're going to have a specific area of operations, your AO, of what you need to be doing. So you're going to be giving your company's uh, mission, vision, and values, right? Whatever it is, you know, you can go to Target. You know, we talked about this, you know, a while back ago, but our last episode kind of highlighted, hey, these are the different types of things that you should be looking at, right? But in your specific area of influence, what do those mission, vision, and values actually look like? What does it actually feel like when you guys are moving forward, when you have to make a decision, you know, as an umbrella, you kind of have that general like, hey, these are the things that we should be doing. Cool. But for this specific team, for this specific location, what is relevant to us? And I think this is uh, somewhere where your values kind of need to come out and say, hey, yes, the company values teamwork and communication and X, Y, Z. But what is your specific safety team believe in what is it that you guys value especially when it comes to different business units let's say if you're talking electrical right or versus welding versus you know an oil gas scenario versus you know a general industry scenario what are the differences in values and how do we navigate the gray areas i know it's a lot of jargon at in the beginning but at the end of the day we need to have values so that way everybody understands hey this is the value that we're bringing, right? Teams, all teams, Navy SEALs, football teams, large corporations all have a mission, vision, and values. Okay, right? Hey, our mission is to, um, I know I'm trying to think of Nikes off the back of my hand. Just do it. Yeah, that's their That's their motto or their <laughs> slogan, but they're, I believe their motto is or their, um, mission and vision and values or their mission statement, I should say is specifically, um, trying to make it so, um, sports can be spread out all over the place. Um, learned that in my marketing, um, class is that that whole thing with, um, um, what was that 49ers player? Um, what was his name again? Kaepernick. Yeah. Colin Kaepernick and how, um, when he came on and said, Hey, sacrifice everything, you know for the for the greater good how that marketing campaign actually really exploded nike a lot of people were really upset about it and they thought oh my god this guy stands for the wrong thing but when you look at it in the context of their mission statement it actually made perfect sense you know because they're taking somebody and they're elevating that athlete to a level where their message is important whether his message is important that's up to the end user but from a mission vision and value standpoint it made perfect sense and it actually ended up making them a lot of money i think they Posted like thirty or fifty three percent more revenue in the the two or three pre- uh, preceding or uh, following quarters. So I'm like, well, oh, so it makes sense. Um, but I mean, Matt, you know, a lot of times, even as a manager, there's a lot of gray area. Well, I don't know. Well, what should I do? Especially when you start with a new company. Well, I I kind of really don't know the culture here, and it's it's hard for me to navigate, especially if I. If I've never had to deal with it in, in this capacity. So especially like HR issues or, um, performance issues, different companies, treat them in different ways. And if, if you don't have a set of common values, it can make it very difficult to head in the right direction. So as that mid-level person start talking with your teammates, have these kind of like conversations, meetings, Hey guys, let's talk about values, you know? read through the mission, vision, and values, and kind of glean from them. That's one of the things that I've learned from, from doing that is sitting there with them and going with each, each um, they call them tenants. Well, our tenant says that we're going to do this, this, this. What do we think that sounds like in a WHS, EHS capacity? Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Or, hey, you know, I don't really agree with, um, I mean, a lot of, a lot of especially in, in tenants, a lot of in values, a lot of it's business, a lot of it's money. Um, selling more money well we don't we don't do that we're we're safety professionals we try to we're we're lost control that doesn't really make sense so sitting down and coming up with a core group of ideas and values will help your team move forward in a, a positive direction at least that way you can hold people accountable one of the things that i've seen a lot of companies do is they'll have mission and vision and values we've talked about this in length before and i'll follow them right so then when somebody goes oh well they they stray outside that that box it's acceptable. We call it drift, right? If we don't capture that and we don't re- constantly reinforce those values, we'll have that drift. And all of a sudden we're getting into unethical issues. People are just doing whatever they want. And at the end of the day, your team isn't really meeting the metrics because we're not following the values, right? What are some values that you've imposed on some of the teams that you've worked with? Well, I have a few things. One,
0: <clears throat> sorry. The one thing I wanted to say before I go into that was that I'll be honest when, so when I got into mid-level management, I think I was 23. I was pretty young. Um that was when like I, two days ago. When I, had a t- when I had my first team and then I had like a manager above me and I was over an area. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, this is not something that I was thinking of doing. I wasn't like, oh, I need to get my team together and get values. hundred percent. In fact, this is probably like, this would be, I would probably laugh. I'd be like, if somebody said, hey, you need to make sure your team has values. I'd be like, why? Like I'm running <laughs> yeah. my, I'm running my team. We're doing good. Well, at least I thought we were doing pretty good. And um, and it's definitely something that I didn't think was necessary. But now looking back on it and now actually implementing these some of these things later on in my life with with teams that I run now or have ran, man, I wish I would have like paid more attention and tried to implement some of these things back in the past when I was younger. Um, so I just wanted to say that because there might be people right now listening, like, come on, you yeah, do that's really, not a big deal. Do we really need mission, vision, and values on our safety team? And I'm gonna say, yeah. Like You can run a team without them,
1: Mm -hmm. but
0: I guarantee you, if you really like, if you really get this down, you, you implement this stuff, you get your team bought in and you keep it consistent and you hold people accountable, you will 100% have a better team, a better safety culture and a better company for it. No,
1: I would, I would completely agree with that. Oh, I thought you were about to disagree. (laughs) I mean, I am, I am within a certain degree though. I, I would say the only difference is that the word team and the only reason why i say that is because oftentimes you have a group of people right and and this goes into that whole quote-unquote manager thing i'm managing right i'm not Mm -hmm. leading i'm managing i can manage a group of people right like you said it's so much different when you don't have a mission and vision and values when you don't reinforce it when that culture isn't there because it's just literally people just showing up doing their job and that's it Right. There's hard any communication. Typically, you can run into silos and all these other other things that, you know, you're trying to stay away from. But again, it takes that maturity and experience. And once you see it in action, like, oh, it totally makes sense. But yes, I would 100 percent say that if you have those things, the mission, vision and values, you do have a team. Right. Because most people, if you again, if you enforce it most people will head in the same direction. Oh, I get it. We are an actual team. We we understand the the counterbalances, the strengths and the weaknesses, and and we're here to push the objective rather than my own specific agenda. And I think that's where I want to make sure that we define that whole team because, yes, we're a bunch, a group of individuals being paid by the same employer on the same, you know, EA, EHS, you know, organizational chart. This is the easiest way I can explain it. Versus an actual team of people that go out and are able to handle various scenarios. Mm-hmm. Can the the organizational chart individuals go out and do the work? Of course they can. They're They're probably capable. They are hired for that reason. But there is a huge dynamic and change when you actually have a team, when people are communicating outside of you. When you're mm-hmm. not the one, when you're the manager and you're not the one initiating the talks, you get so much more. Out of it, when you have that team mentality, the mission, vision, values, Mm -hmm. everybody's on the same page. Everybody knows what's expected. Everybody knows where the growth and and how to move up to the next section. We talk about this in in management a lot. That your subordinates should know how to make that next step. Okay, well, you're here. How do I get from A to B? Well, these are the steps, right? Versus, well, how do get to A to B? Well, you have to be best friends with Matt. Why? (laughs) Because if you don't, other any other way, then it doesn't matter. Right, because rather than having value of education or certification or competence, it's okay, who's who's best friends with Matt this week? And I've worked at Wait, places that's not how you run your teams? That's not how <laughs> I run my teams. I have worked at places like that where if you said the wrong thing to the wrong supervisor, you might not be working. And that's it's a hard environment to to be creative. It's a hard environment to be motivated and feel, you know, appreciated. You know, one of the things that I like to throw in my my newly developing team is they don't understand what it is that I do. Right. It's they're fairly new to me. They're not used to my quirky ways. But I have had a couple of interactions where they were. I tell them, look, these are the mission, vision, values. These are the mission, vision, values. These are the things that I'm going to be judging you on. And you know, it's like every other manager. Oh, sure. Yeah. Uh huh. Whatever. But then when we have our, we have our one-on-ones. I specifically highlight things that are like, I didn't even think about it like that. Well, yeah. What you showed me here was this, this, you know, tenant, you showed me this value. You showed me this, you know, this is a part of our mission. This is what you did was moving in that direction. And they, I guess they never had that talk before. Right. Which speaks volumes for many companies, but, you could see the wheels turning, and it kind of clicked. They're like, "So you really are going to hold us accountable? You're dang right. You know, I don't, I don't sit up here and talk for my own enjoyment. I'm giving mm-hmm. you the hints. That's I mean, I like to talk. <laughs> you know, I like to talk, but I mean, I'm not going to sit there and lie to you. Especially, I mean, don't get me wrong. If we're if we're gonna, you know, BS, we're gonna BS. You know, we'll we'll have that conversation. But I tell them all the time, look, I'm letting you guys know. I want to make sure you guys have those clear expectations. Like, these are the things that I'm going to be holding you against, and. And we have to talk about them. I think this is something that we'll talk about further on is when you do build those mission, vision, and values, you need to have those talks constantly, right? Because if I tell you, Matt, the, the thing we care about most is our customer, right? Customer satisfaction is, is 100% our focus. What, is that, what does that mean, right? I mean, if I have a group of 10 people, that can be 10 different things. Perfect example. Leadership is the, the, the keystone of the EHS team what is what? Okay. Leadership. How there's a thousand leadership books, which is it? Is it, you know, five levels? Is it dichotomy? You know, is it culture code? What, which level of, uh, which, um, leadership model are we following? Technically, you know, if you have a, a servant leadership versus, you know, um, they call common an anarch, uh, I think it's called anarchist style leadership. There's 20 different styles of leadership. I follow leadership. Well, that was the bad leadership. Well, where was that explained, right? Having these conversations down the road, we'll talk about that, you know, and how to how to constantly be pushing these, um, mission, vision, and values, and making sure there's clarity and there's questions are are brought up so people understand. That needs to, that needs to take place as well. So not just building them, but being able to, like you said, build metrics and hold people accountable and make sure that those things are built into the next level, right? Because if If you're underneath me and you're going to get promoted and you're like, oh, well, one of our things is is leadership and you don't have any leadership. Then is it really a value? Right. We talked about this before in safety. Right. When you have, you know, operations and they're trying to move on to the next section. If safety is not a part of that, that equation then safety is not going to be a part of the equation when they're in power. Right. You don't put somebody who's dangerous into a position of power because they're going to allow other people to do dangerous work. Right, they're going to say, well, I would do it. Go ahead. I'm like, that's that's the wrong answer. We're trying to get people who care about safety to be in the leadership position because once they're there, then they can disseminate that down to their subordinates or their director reports. So it's important to sit down and and really think about it. It, it takes time. It really does for any team, even an established team, to sit down and, okay, well, what do we value? Do we value teamwork? Do we value you know, um, communication, you know, and then, and then putting them in a hierarchy, that's even harder, right? Once you, you've come up with like five or six, Hey, we care about teamwork. We care about communication. We care about safety. We care about production. We care about quality and we care, que- uh, we care about computers. I don't know, whatever. What What's the top is safety at the top. What happens if we have competing, you know, um, competing values, that's a big one, right? One was if there's a, you know, we talk about this a lot. One was if there is a uh, competing value of production and safety, right? How much safety are we okay with letting go versus how much production are we okay with letting go, right? And that's a fight that you as a safety professional are going to have probably the rest of your career, Yeah. right? But this is where, when we come to the management level, the higher level uh, management, this is where, you know, or director level as well. This is where we're going to talk you to you guys and give you guys the advice of learning how to partner with, you know, your operations or, you know, partner with whomever you need to and have those good relationships. So that way, when that conversation comes up, they're more likely to be like, OK, I see that you want to have so much safety, Joe, um, and then we can have so much production. But it it's, it, it is a uh, definitely a give and take that you have to make that decision at the higher level, not not at the mid level for sure, definitely at the bottom level. You never let your <laughs> frontline guys make the decision of safety should go over quality or vice versa. And that's something that you should definitely, you know, elevate to your to your managers. Um, One of the things that I learned in my fire academy, and this is a little a little hint and a little trick that we we were given. And it, it has served me many years later. Is there is uh, I'm going to be I think I've mentioned it before. I'm pretty sure I mentioned many of the earlier episodes. The L.A. County Fire actually has a list of things, of values they have for their firefighters. Prompt um, um, being being on work on time, showing up dressed professional, acting professional in the public, the public eye, acting in the public's best interest, honesty, integrity, um, strength. There's uh, there's like 15 of them. I can't remember. That's all a lot. It's a lot. So the if you guys anybody wants to work for any fire department, the trick is to go onto their website, find out their mission, vision and values, and then tie that to everything that you do. That's honestly honesty, 100 percent. It works. Like if you were to do that, I did that for for mine. And yeah, I, I got through the, the interview process pretty, pretty handily. Grab those things. You can easily do a basic search. You can even grab stuff from other companies. You have Target, Walmart. You have what? Amazon, Best Buy, all these big brand name companies. Just grab any of their values, right? Make 20 of them. Sit your team down and say, hey, we need to come up with five, right? Five is pretty, is pretty tough in and of itself. But say five to eight, wherever you guys want. And say, these are the words. What I did before was I literally had a giant whiteboard, which was nice. So I literally wrote the words down. I wrote down, I want to say 20 words, 20 to 25 words on the board. And it was just like communication, teamwork, honesty, integrity. I don't know. There's a bunch of them. Each person gets a vote. Hey, I want to vote for these five. They give them to you as the leader. Say, okay, cool. And you just kind of tally up the votes and you put them on there. Of the ones that don't get picked, erase them. Okay, cool. Now we have, let's say, from the 25, we have 12. Now you get to pick from these ones. Now you I can pick six from the 12, whatever it is. As peep, everybody starts voting the second round, and this, this can take two or three sessions, right? Mm-hmm. I usually don't do it all in one because it doesn't get, get enough time for people to kind of think about what it, mm-hmm. what it is, right? I usually all say, hey, these are the words, and I'll leave them up on the board. Everybody takes a picture. Everybody has, you know, a week or two. Uh, I think for the first one, it's a week. Hey guys, you guys have a week. What words do you like? Cast your vote. Cool. The next week we go over it. This is the words that we have left. Cool. Now they have two weeks to kind of sit there and we, and I bring it up to them. Hey guys, are you guys thinking about this? What do you guys think? Oh, you know, I'm thinking about this one, but I don't know if I think this one's better again, same process. And it kind of whittles it down. And this is where you kind of get to the more, the more interesting conversations when you, let's say you have You've whittled it down to nine and you need five, right? You're going to say, hey, we're going to do five, but we have nine. This is where the kind of magic happens is as you guys sit down and we'll talk about it. What does leadership mean? What, when we say leadership, what, what does that look like? What are we talking about? Yep. Of course, you know, here on this episode, we talk a lot about the five levels of leadership. I'm really big on it because it's super easy, right? I have five levels. And I look at you when I, you talk and you use the words and your body language, I can kind of figure out exactly where you're at. There is a, a method to the madness versus some other ones. It's like, OK, but like, is this ownership? You know, that's one of the big ones in in the dichotomy of leadership is ownership. Oh, mm-hmm. well, we took ownership of this event. Okay, But what? It doesn't give me any concrete details of what ownership looks like. Yeah. So as you guys are debating, hey, well, this is what ownership looks like or or this is what communication or this is what leadership. Why, you know what? I think communication is good, but I don't think it's as, as important as leadership. Right. And as everybody puts their input in as the leader, you should always kind of take a step back and just facilitate. Right. If you see people are kind of going off on tangents, break that up. If you see sidebars, break those up as well. Just keep everybody on the task of figuring out what their what the mission, vision and values at this point, the values, what they should be. Right. And that way it kind of brings a consensus. So that way I, I've done it in three. Right. For my fire academy, it was um, honor, duty and sacrifice. That's what we came up with. Right. That was more than 10 years ago. And I still remember it because it was three. It was easy to remember. And it, it it gave us everything. Right. Honor. What does honor mean? We sat down and we all talked about, OK, well, this is what honor really means is, you know, to do this. Sacrifice. Right. Giving up of yourself. Right. And then duty. Right. Your duty to act is it's your job you have to be a master at that, right? Honor duty sacrifice. Easy, right? Even after all these years, I haven't been in a fire academy or didn't dealt any with fire for a long, long time. And I still remember those conversations. That's how mean. You know, it's sad because th- those are the most meaningful ones that I've ever had. I've worked for half more than half a dozen companies at this point since then. And I've only had the, con- I've only brought the conversation up once. If that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. But at that time, I I didn't know what was going on, right? I was I was out of high school. I didn't know what the heck I was like. This is dumb. We're gonna make a three-word motto. That's dumb. But everyone had done it before. So we just did it. Okay, cool. Now, like you said, perfect example. Now I get it. Mm-hmm. Oh, it ties the team together at any point in time, let's say in 20 years, for some weird reason. I still have my shirt, it says honor duty sacrifice on it, and I let's say I just Drive to my hometown and I see it, right? I even see other shirts, other Fire Academy shirts from the same fire academy. They have their words. And it kind of always brings me back to mind. If I ever see somebody from Battalion 28, that's something I will always have forever. We are like forever a brotherhood because we had those three words as a motto, right? And you can have the same thing if you, if you obviously create it within your, within your team. You can have a brotherhood where people in that team will have done something amazing, right? Building a company, building a, a brand, building, you know, whatever it is that you guys are doing. You guys will have a, a little brotherhood. And I, I use brotherhood in the generic sense, not just excluding women. Brotherhood as in brother and sisterhood. I don't know. It's hard navigating these, these darn pronoun things. I'm, I'll be honest with you, especially because I grew up, you know, saying yes or no, sir. So as a habit that I'm currently trying to break and good Lord, its is, it is hard. I catch myself all the time saying "sir," "miss," just out of habit, and I know mm-hmm. eventually it's going to get catch up, catch up to me. They're like, "Hey, Joe, did you misgender somebody? I didn't do it on purpose. I promise." But it's going to happen eventually. It's going to happen eventually. I don't know. I, 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 I get in trouble a lot. That's just that's the nature of of being me. But again, building those cultures, building that mission, vision, and values, and then of course we'll talk about this in the next couple of ep- episodes. Is hey. How do we hold people accountable? What does that mean, right? Break these things down so everybody has clarity, and then provide it. PowerPoint's a perfect example. Cool. Here's a PowerPoint. I want to go through it with everybody, and then you know maybe not every month, but maybe every two three months, right? We talk about ethics, having those conversations, talking about you know it doesn't always have to be about business. Sometimes it's about growth. Hey, what is the expectation when safety and production come together? Where, where, where do we draw that line? Well, we'll draw the line here. We'll say, yes, we can dial back to safety just a little bit, but never put somebody in harm's way, right? So that way, if we ever do run into that, they already have already been prepared or ethics, right? It's a big one, especially in our industry. It's easy to cheat, lie, and steal. What do you do if you catch a manager stealing? Or, I mean, there's a thousand different, if you see a coworker who may be intoxicated at work, right? Matt, you're a great guy and you know, I understand that you're having some rough times and you show up to work drunk. Should I Should I elevate that? And Matt's like, no. Snitches
0: get stitches, bro. <laughs> yeah.
1: nope. I know you just not say that to me. <laughs> I'm going to rock your world. Um But, you know, let's have those conversations and how do we um, handle them delic- delicately? I always think back to the questions that you know, I get as, when I got as a um interviewing for the fire department you know they give you some weird weird questions where it's insinuating certain things and you're like i i don't know how would i handle that and then you have to use those mission vision and values about okay well if their actions are you know contraindicated by our values then i then i need to speak up right and i think that's where it kind of empowers people like look you're not a bad person. You just made a mistake. You did something that was counterindicated to our mission, and vision, values, right? If you were perfect example, um, I'm doing this for my homework. So United Airlines, right? We talked about the, um, in 2017, there was that incident where they beat up that doctor and they took him out of the plane. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we dragged that. him out of the plane. Uh-huh. He was unconscious. So I'm actually doing that uh, for homework is I have to do a whole analysis on the ethical side of that and the CEO's um, response and all this other stuff. So essentially what ended up happening was the company valued its own people more than the customer, right? The customers had already paid for their ticket and their flight. He said, hey, we've put our money down, whatever, let's say $200 to fly from here to here. For them to kick off paying customers, I mean, that, you, you wouldn't see that in any other industry. But it was common practice at the time. All the airlines were like, oh, yeah, we do that all the time. You know, if we have to, we call it bumping. If we have to bump somebody off, you know, so that our people can can attend a flight somewhere else, we do it all the time. But what this incident did was it highlighted that their mission and vision and values wasn't wasn't being followed, right? Their, their quote unquote, mission, vision, value was all about the customer, right? Hey, worry about the customer's experience and taking care of them. But then you see that security is beating up their passengers. Mike, is that the experience somebody would want? Right. And you can, I mean, this is a great example, especially if you guys are listening, definitely look it up. Definitely look up the reality of what actually happened because it happens in safety all the time. Right. We have an incident, whatever, somebody broke something, somebody drove into something, somebody had a forklift and hit something with the forks. Things happen. Right. And if we don't have a mission and vision and values, guess what's happened? It's going to be kind of like United. It's whoever shows up, whoever doesn't have the direction is going to do whatever they want, right? And their their experience can shape safety, mm-hmm. right? If I treat you like dirt, are you going to go to your friends at lunch? Man, those safety people, I really enjoyed working with them. They yelled at me and screamed at me and belittled me in front of everybody. And they said I was stupid and made fun of me. And man, do you think it's going to shed your your team in a positive light? Probably not, but it, is it against your mission and vision and values? Well, no, because we don't have one versus if you have a mission and vision and values and you're constantly talking about it and you're holding people accountable and you're setting the expectations, it's easier to hold them accountable now, right? Cause you say, Hey, what in the world was that? Why would you yell at somebody? How is that furthering the mission of the team? Mm-hmm. Right? Cause our job is something, right? We're not just there arbitrarily. Some That's not completely true. There's, <laughs> let's be honest there's some people in a safety position that's just there to check a box let's be honest it's it's the unfortunate thing about safety but at the end of the day you're you're there for a reason right if you weren't you'd be overhead and they get rid of you like ah, we don't need safety just get rid of them seen it happen plenty of times that's why i always always laugh when everybody says safety first i'm like yeah safety first to get laid off (laughs) tell me i'm wrong no (laughs) safety first to get laid off and everybody goes you're right about that, Joe. I'm like, yeah, I know. That's the only thing that sucks is safety first to go as soon as hard times show up. But the reality is, is if we have these things put into place and I'm holding you accountable and we set the expectations, right? You can't hold people accountable if you don't set the expectations. Then when that moment comes and you're ready to scream at him, hopefully, big air quotes, not everybody, hopefully you'll, that more common sense will will push through and be like, oh, you know what? I don't think me yelling at this individual and belittling them in front of everyone, it's kind of hard to have to be able to explain that. But if, if I don't do this in front of everybody, I think we'll have a better outcome long-term than me venting and feeling better about my, about the situation.
0: No, I completely agree with pretty much everything that you said in the last 45 minutes. Yeah, I know. Okay. Hey, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just going to, I was just going to say that, um, I think, having the mission vision and values is is extremely important. Like you've been saying, but the more important part is what you're also saying in the background, which is that the continual, uh, upholding of the values, even in the minor situations, I think that's where it's more important. So like, you want to, you want to be, you want to be holding them accountable in those really, really small situations that are happening on like a daily basis. Yes. So that when the incident happens, You don't have to hold them accountable on that. They already know what's expected of them from all the little things that have occurred. And and I liked I I went back to what you were saying at the very beginning, which was that um you having your one on ones with your employees and then being kind of shocked of some of the things that you're pointing out and not realizing Mm -hmm. that some of the things I don't know if you didn't say whether they were going for or against your values, but either way, having the conversation for what they're doing that's for or against the values is is like a really important step on the minor things like them, just like, even if you went and you were t- and you talked to an employee on the floor for 20 minutes and during that conversation, you could find things where they were either upholding or not upholding your yeah. values. Those are the important conversations. And not only that, those are the easier conversations. Those to are have. the easiest conversations. Those are the ones you need to take advantage of because when you have to have the bad ones later on, if hopefully you don't have to, but if you do have to have the bad ones later on, you have all of these little easy conversations that you had to point back to, to be like, Hey, remember that time we were on the floor and we talked for 20 minutes to that employee and this, this, and this. And we had that, we had that talk afterwards. Well, the same thing just happened in this incident, but now, now it's bigger. It's a bigger deal because you did it in front of these people. Yeah. And so now, now there's going to be a little bit more repercussion or something like that right? or the opposite. Like, Hey man, what you did, remember was when amazing. we talked about that and you just did it again here? Like great job. Great like that, job. That was awesome. That's exactly yeah. how you handle that type of situation. But if you don't capture those moments, those little moments, it's much more difficult to capture those those big moments cuz you have you have to almost make up for it. You're trying to like
1: make up for the time. Again, it kind of ties back to the leadership, right? It's the bank, right? Yeah. If I only hold you accountable for the big events and not the small events, am I really holding you accountable? Mm-hmm. No. And it and sometimes it's it's sometimes it's easier. You don't even have to teach it. Sometimes people observe that we've all been in the scenario where a Karen shows up and starts yelling at us. Right, and we can easily just say, "Hey, well, how did that make you feel?" And then, but that's the always thing. I always tie whatever they're feeling into one of their into their values. Perfect scenario. We were on a a job one time, and we were following this person, and uh, they were actually a safety person, and we saw them doing um um an at risk behavior, a BBSO that was at risk. And I remember this BBSO person was like, well, it's not really a big deal. I mean, yeah, they could probably get hurt. Maybe. I don't know. But it was the whole aspect that they didn't really want to take ownership of that. Right. They saw the BBSO. That was in negative And they're like, hmm, I could tell this person something, but they probably won't care. And it's just it's just of my time. And I told my team, I said, but OK, cool. So this individual we were following, we were doing a, a, like a little... Not like an audit, but they were showing us the BBSO process for for their company. And I was like, you know, we were actually for a completely different company. We said, Hey, what do you guys think about this? You know, is that showing ownership of their process? And they're like, Well, no. I'm like, so what do you think the end user, right? The the um the associate, what do you think that's gonna happen with them? And they said, Well, If they're modeling the behavior and they see safety walk by, we already we say a lot of times is if you don't say anything, then it's okay. then somebody else is going to follow that same behavior. So the person we're observing now may not be the person that gets hurt. It actually could be somebody who's watching that behavior and saying, oh, safety saw it and they said it was okay." subconsciously. Mm -hmm. Right. They're going to go do it somewhere else and they're going to get hurt and they're like, well, what happened? Sometimes it's easier to even point it out in other people and other scenarios like, hey, we saw this happen. What what where do you think the misses? Which which values does this team have that were not in play of this situation? And like you said, I think it's perfect that you kind of highlight the fact that you have to do it constantly one on ones. And I'll be honest, I'm kind of a jerk. And I know people get mad at me when I do it. But when somebody in my team says something that's counter to our values, I speak up out loud. And I said, that does not sound like this. That doesn't sound like communication. That doesn't sound like teamwork. That doesn't sound like, you know, looking for uh, for a customer doesn't look doesn't sound like the safest thing. Right. And I kind of make a not a grandiose gesture, but I'd say it out loud so everybody can hear. And they're like, it kind of calls you out. And I told them the same thing. You guys need to call me out. And I, I don't get me wrong. I, I try to live the values as much as I can. I'm not perfect. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I tell my team, like, look, you guys need to be calling each other out. If you hear somebody who says something that's counterindicated to the team, you are expected to, to bring it up. Right. I can't be everywhere at all the time. I need everybody on board with this. Right, so if Matt is with uh ten people that's within our team, he should be preaching it too. So if he sees somebody say something like that, he can say, like, "Hey, that doesn't sound like teamwork," and it kind of it kind of gives them that 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 like shock moment, like "Oh," and they have to kind of reevaluate, I'm like, "Oh, maybe you're right. Maybe that it isn't, um, maybe that isn't part of our values, or maybe they have a counterindication. Oh, hey, well, you know, or counterpoint. I'm sorry, uh, a counterpoint. Hey." Matt, actually, this is his communication because this is a form of communication. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. I, you know, I never thought of it like that. And those small little interactions between teammates, that's where the gold is, because now they're starting to take the, the mission, vision, values amongst themselves and create that environment. They're holding each other. That's for me. That's what a real team is, right, is they're calling each other out. And I don't have to manage anymore. At this point, it's just like, okay, as long as I keep talking about the, the culture, the, the, the mission, vision, and values, all these things, everything else is easy, right? Because we can, we, can, we can do metrics, right? We can say, oh, hey, I made sure I did all the accident investigations and we did this and we did all of our audits and whatever. That's, that's the easy stuff, but it's getting the, the buy-in to where the team is talking about it rather than you. You shouldn't be always exhaustively trying to get these people to constantly talk about the mission, vision, and values. Your team should at least for me, within a week, you should hear at least one person say at least one value, right? If you have three, right it may be more difficult. but if you have like five to eight, oh yeah, hey Joe, I did this. Oh wow, that sounds like teamwork, you know, whatever, whatever um, honor, duty sacrifice. That sounds like what you what you value, what this team values, because at the end of the day, when you come to that table. Right. If if you're a good manager, you're right. We can talk about taking notes. Mm-hmm. If you're taking your notes and you hear, right. Let's say Matt and Joe, you hear Matt all the time, talking about his mission, vision, and values. Every time we have an incident, he's like, yeah, you know what? We missed the mark here. So this is how we're going to rectify and get this, this value updated and and try to bring it to the forefront and and, and use it, utilize it more often. And your, your notes, from the managers like, yeah, Matt constantly talks about the mission and vision and values is always exemplifying the values versus Joe. Joe doesn't care. just does shows up, does his job. If I am even at least for me as a manager, even if I'm more qualified. I would still go with you because I would rather have somebody that pushes that mission, vision and values, because at the end of the day, if I just say, well, yeah, you know, Joe's a very talented guy. And yeah, he's got uh, a lot of credentials. But he's lacking in that leadership capacity. He's lacking in that that ability to push the mission, vision, and values. The team is going to fall apart. Rather than having someone who believes in it, pushing it. Because at the end of the day, I can work on getting you the credentials. Not a big deal. Most of the credentials, let's be honest, aren't going to be super helpful in, in the work that we do. Just be honest. Some of it will. Yeah. Right. My ASP, my CHSD has helped me in certain scenarios, not every scenario, mm-hmm. but having that does help. But me believing in the mission, vision and values will always be beneficial because now I know, right. As I create a legacy and I move up, I have somebody underneath me. They're going to be pushing the same thing. They understand the direction that we need to go. They're going to be making sure that we're doing the things that we have to be doing versus like you said, yeah, we're, we're doing the metrics, but we're not getting all the additional ice cream. We're not getting the fudge on top. We're not getting all the sprinkles. We're just getting the bare minimum. And I think that's the hardest decision to have. But like you said, if you're continually talking about it and you continually set the expectations and you're continually holding people accountable, they know in order for you to move up. Great. You have a great cool. But if you're not following these uh, these um, values, mm-hmm. then you're not going to move up. And sometimes that is a hard pill as well. I'm like, hey man, you're you are highly qualified. You are very knowledgeable about your job. But man, and I'm sure you have you've had this before. You have a, a young go getter, and they're just man, they're just burning the world. But their but their behaviors are counter mm-hmm. to your objectives. Your their behaviors counter to our values, and that is more damaging at the higher levels. And I think that's the like we've talked about it before. But that's more damaging at the higher levels. At the bottom it's not really that big of a deal right but when you're a manager when you're a director and you're not following the mission and vision and values it trickles down to everybody
0: isn't it a pain in the butt that is it, is it true for you that you there's a lot of the both sides of the spectrum you have the guys that are like go-getters but they're a little bit harder to get the mission and vision and values and then you got the guys that are really good at the mission vision and values but they're not always the go-getters and it's you it's not it's less common to find that person that does both, that does well. both.
1: well i i always try to make sure that i it's it's easy when you when you hold people accountable to it, it it's a lot easier. Oh, yes. But I I try to make sure that I have that that clarity. Like, look, guys, I'm gonna let you know that, and I have that, this exact conversation with them. I will let you suffer, right? And I will let you know it's not gonna be some kind of a trick. You know, I'm I've I've been in trouble. We talked about this a lot, a lot. I'm in trouble a lot. <laughs> I will let you know when you're in trouble. I'm not gonna make it a secret. I'm not gonna do these little funny games. Like, hey, come visit me, and all of a sudden I'm just gonna slam you. I'm like, look, you're in trouble. We need to talk. You know. This is, and I'll even tell you like, Hey, you messed up on this thing. We need to talk about it. Cool. Let them know, be upfront, be clear, crystal clear on your expectations. Look, you will not, you will not move up in this company because of your inability to exemplify our values. Mm -hmm. Right. And just be crystal clear. I will help you. I will do whatever I can. I will give you all the resources, but at the end of the day, they have to be accountable for their actions. And then, Big thing, big 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 thing, and I'm sorry I, I kind of glossed over this. As that mid level, you need to talk to your manager, make sure they are are they know about it. They're tracking to this issue, because what ends up happening is if they go, well, that's unfair. I'm more qualified than let's say, let's say it would be you got passed up. Uh, I got passed up by you. That's not fair. I am more qualified than Matt. I have more certifications, more years of experience. I am way better at being. Uh, safety person than matt but that expectation was never said like, hey joe no we sat you down no, remember we talked to you right the manager needs to be out your 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 supervisor needs to be on that too as well like hey um let's say our your our boss is somebody their boss they need to know hey what i've had these conversations with joe but he just does not get it We, and and of course you may have to do your, your, your due diligence, right? You have to have your one-on-ones, you have to have your, your quarterly evaluations. You have to, you know, document everything as long as you can make a case for it. Right. We're not just going to say, well, I've had these conversations. Well, did you write them down? No. Well, there you go. I've talked to Joe. I've written it down. I've given him one-on-one. It's been on his quarterly. We've, I've given him resources. I bought him, I physically bought him books or I, Hey, we have, you know, an internal, internal learning management system on it. Here I've suggested classes. He has done nothing, and he has not changed anything to make make it to his point. He's highly talented. And I think that's the the biggest tragedy is you have someone who's highly talented, super motivated, and they just they're a, a burning star. But this one little thing is holding them back, because at the end of the day, remember, our job isn't to be best friends. Our job isn't to to move the needle for the highly motivated people. It's to reach our objective. And if you see that objective doesn't involve this individual in this one position, it's it's a hard, it can it can be, it can be a hard, hard judgment call. But as long as you have the evidence, you're like, no, if I'm going to live out our mission, vision, and values, and I see that you're not living them, then why would I reward you? Yeah. Why would I throw everything that we've worked hard for out the window just because you worked hard? I'm not saying that you're not a bad, you're a bad person. It's just, look, you, you need to start exemplifying these values. Simple as that i like it but like you said it has to be every day one of the things that i've seen is people try to trick you and i've seen this before yeah so um one particular uh individual i had um many years ago he actually when we had our one-on-ones after we had built remember i talked about how we built that system he actually tried to pretend that he was about those values Right. So in the one on one conversation, he would make up scenarios. Oh, yeah, this is what happened. Oh, this is, oh, Joe, this, you never guess what happened. So when I saw this going on, I, you know, I was like, hey, what's our our value? Oh, communication. I need to communicate this. (laughs) It can be tough, but because of the person that I am, I'm very good at seeing through people's BS. And, The thing that I learned, like you said, is I learned that when I saw it out in in the real world, or I'm sorry, when I didn't see it out in the real world, I didn't call it out then. I did take mental notes, but I didn't call it out then. So what I've done now is I made that change where I start calling it out at the time, and then I take my mental notes. Mm. Hey, I saw that you were out here. I want to let you know that that didn't exemplify this, right? And then, of course, you can talk to other managers and talk to your teammates because a lot of times people will try to, to play the game. Like, well, Joe's the, the manager. I'm going to make sure that whenever he's around, I'm going to do this. Yeah. But then as soon as you're gone, they're going to be doing all this other stuff. Right. So that's when you're going to start seeing like, oh, well, that's weird because whenever I ask um, him about, you know, emails and stuff, I never get anything. I'm like, well, what do you mean? Like, I have to ask him three or four times and I call him. He never answers his phone. OK, so how is that exemplifying communication versus when he's with me? Oh, it's all about communication. Ah, oh, it's our value. Ah, see Joe. I'm, I'm ready for the next level. But that's that's them just playing the game. So it takes a little bit more experience and, and skill craft to, to understand those kinds of things. But
0: I was going to say, I mean, I think we're getting close on time here. Yeah, but I did want to point out one thing. Um, well, actually, let me see how I want to say this. I just want to say how lucky I am that my company has a program that I want to talk about real quick with you guys, oh, uh, in wow. case you want to steal plug, it. Huh? But anyways, no, I just I feel <laughs> like after after what we've been explaining, I'm like, man, you know what? I'm kind of lucky that I have the HR people I have, because they designed an entire program for our company where it's all about the values of the company, and it's separate from all the other programs. And all it is is anytime a manager or supervisor sees somebody upholding or not upholding of one of our values. it it gets documented in this program. And then that program creates a summary sheet for the employee monthly. So they can see all the times that somebody observed observed them. That's great. Just it's only for values. They don't get in trouble for it. They, they do get recognized. Like they pick a few of them every month and they post up their, their, like their little story or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, but that is what's used every, every, uh, quarter and during their evaluations when they're, when they're asking for like, Oh, am I going to get a raise or whatever? and they'd be like okay well let's look at let's the look last at the 3 months of what everybody in the company has said about you and if you've been upholding or not upholding the values and of course nobody's perfect you're not going to probably have 100%, 100% yeah but you'll be able to see oh man you had 37 people like see you not upholding your upholding the company's values and here's every single scenario where that happened and what happened and then or it could be like hey here's 50 of them where you we're we're doing a really good job You did something really about like really awesome and you and this is the value that it met right and i think having that program before we used to have it and it was it was all mean it was all mangled together with also like uh everything like audits and uh like non compliance stuff and stuff where people get in trouble and go home and now it's it's separated and it's its it's its own thing and i think it works out pretty good this way that it's nice when your company you know
1: I s- It's kind of backing that.
0: up. It's kind of backing up what every what the managers are trying to push, but I'm just trying to say that if you can put some structure in to your values, um, you can really make the the entire thing a lot stronger.
1: Yeah, you really can. That's a actually a perfect example of a company that does live out of its values, building building tools to help you guys identify those things, because at the end of the day, like you said, a lot of times people are. I mean, let's be honest. We all want more money, right? Even the people at McDonald's, they want 15 bucks an hour. I'm just... Look, that's bro, why they hey, replaced by iPads. That's, next month. that's like three months from
0: now. They're 20- getting replaced by iPads, though. <sighs> I went to Taco Bell this weekend in another city because I was traveling. And there was no person at the register. They, like, yeah. nobody came up. And then some guy came in and he wanted to order at the register. And nobody came up for like five minutes and he got mad and walked out. He didn't <laughs> want to order on the giant screens that they had sitting there. Uh, I mean... Sorry, side, side No, note.
1: I mean, that's it's a perfect example, right? It's a perfect example of what ends up happening when... A company identifies, look, we don't, need, we don't need people that won't follow our values, right? And, and I'm not saying that every cashier doesn't, but let's be honest, I can tell a machine to do something. And if, if you're a human being and you have a brain, it kind of makes it easier because if I tell somebody, hey, I need these mission, vision, values set forth, and, and this is the experience that we want to provide, it's easy for a robot to do something like that because it's programmed. It does what I tell it to. Humans, we, we tend to do different things. I have to tell the robot one time. Hey, robot, these are the things that you need to do. This is how you got to do it. And this is the experience that we want the customer at the end to have. Awesome. It's program. It just runs the program. We're human beings. We have we have good days. We have bad days. We have circadian rhythm problems. We have life problems right now, especially COVID, right? A lot of people are stressed out about COVID. They may have family members that have, may have COVID. There's a lot of things that go on, and it's, it kind of just reiterates the fact that if we have a bad day in safety, guess what? That can have lasting ramifications down the line. I treat one of my associates bad, one of my employees bad, even one of my business partners, right? If I teach a, super, a supervisor bad, they're going to have a negative um opinion about safety and they're going to take that with the team oh man i hate safety oh man they they suck i hate perfect example um and this is kind of a a quick one i'll make sure it's fast (laughs) i used to go out in the in the field right when i used to walk all all the job sites when i worked in the oil field one of the biggest things is i always tell the supervisor let's go for a walk he goes why well you'll see we would just go through i would show him this is how i do safety audits i want him to see what i see When I'm walking up, this is what I'm looking at with, you know, we talked about what is the 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 operational people? What are they doing? Do they notice me if they notice me? Are they changing their behaviors? Are they moving into a certain direction? Because they kind of they kind of snitch on themselves like, oh, hey, I forgot to go do this. Let me go do it while he's walking up. Mm -hmm. I see you do that. So that's where I'm going to look. Oh, hey, that's weird. Why did you move this fire extinguisher 100 feet right as I walked up? Because it was in the wrong place. Okay, as long as you admit it, right? And that's the conversation I had with the supervisor. And I said, look, this is how I do it. I go up, as I'm walking in, I'm already, already checking off boxes. Did they have this? Did they have this? This, 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 Check, 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 check. I come talk to the, the, the main guy at the job. I just get a quick brief overview. Hey, do you guys know what's going on? Do you know the, the, new, the new systems we're trying to put out, the new programs, whatever. Cool. Besides that, the audit takes maybe four or five minutes. One day we're in all in a little huddle and the manager goes, well, how come you guys are behind? And like three people say, Oh, it's the safety guy. He's, he's holding us up. The supervisor goes, nah, I've been on jobs with him. He takes maybe at least at maximum five minutes. It doesn't take him that long. Why are you guys five hours behind? And you know, that, that partnership helped him not even just helped him, but helped me as well, helped him, justify like hey it's not a safety problem it's a management problem and essentially they're welders and welders can get kind of lazy but that's a whole (laughs) different story but i know you guys have been waiting for this This is the best part of the day where we talk about the mailbag we talk about how much you guys love talking to us um i know again uh, guys we apologize i apologize i know matt really didn't have much to do with it so i'll take the i'll take the hit on this one it was my fault i was learning a new job Still learning a new job, but now I'm back home. I can, I can spend the time to talk to you guys. We are going to get back into the series. We're going to start putting out a lot more content. We're going to make sure we we get back on, on the train. So, um, you guys keep reaching out to us at the culture of at gmail.com. We have the Facebook group. Don't go on the Instagram. I haven't been on Instagram in I don't know how long. We're
0: still getting follows on Instagram, so thank you guys that are following us on Instagram. <laughs> really, that's popular good. safety guys on I Instagram.
1: I, my phone broke, and I, I, I haven't put it on there, and it's like a hassle to get all your phone numbers put on. on. No, we're or still the, getting a follows every Week, if not every day. Well, you should be putting up content then, because I'm so terrible at that. I need to get better at it. But
0: if you guys have content you want us to post on Instagram, yeah, video you take, something like that, that'd be awesome. Send it to us we or a funny, like a you? funny picture that you saw, funny memes. during an audit or a funny meme, safety memes. So you can DM us at the Popular Safety Guys or or send it to us in the email at uh, the Culture of Safety at Yeah.
1: Uh, again, I'm still very active on Reddit, so that's like my main thing is Reddit. I just need to get better on the Instagram kind of deal or or. Or um, TikTok. I, I I need to get on one of those. So probably TikTok. TikTok's like the cool thing now. It is, but I don't. That's a tough one. I know. But we'll get it there eventually, guys. Just give us some time. But yeah, thank you guys for being patient. Thank you for sticking with us. We'll have a lot more content. You guys have a, f- a wonderful day. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Right. And girls. And individuals.